Hello. Look, I know some of you might be thinking already, Tristan, what's with the limp, okay? I know you have a couple gray hairs, but surely you can't be that old. You're a spring chicken. The youngest spring chicken. In fact, you might be a winter chicken. You're that young. And I am. <laughs> but I, I injured myself, okay? I injured my foot pretty bad. Now, where's the intrigue? You guys go, oh, sprain, broken? What's the deal? Tell us more, you poor thing you hurt. Now, do not pull back when I tell you I stubbed my toe, okay? I can feel I'm losing the room a little bit. You go, oh, a big deal? You're making a big thing out of a stubbed toe? You're doing the cold open about stubbing your toe? We know you kick things all the time, Tristan. We know this. Hey, you don't get it, all right? Now, let me explain. I was walking from my kitchen to my family room where we have a giant, vast, just gaping doorway, right? It's not even really a door. It's just an open floor plan. And I'm up here because I'm six foot one. I'm a tall drink of water. You know what I'm saying? But... <laughs> I'm living up here, and it's just a six foot, it's wide, it's just an easy passage. What I forget is that my family, like I've said before, are beavers. You know, they begin to craft and build a dam filled with various objects. So while I see just openness, what I do not pay attention is below, where there's only about 18 inches of walkway. So I'm making a beeline, trying to get things done, trying to stay productive, and I move through here with quickness and haste. And I punted a freaking soap carpet cleaner. I don't know. Something that was heavy and huge, and I booted it with my pinky toe, and let me tell you, it exploded, okay? Not the vacuum, but it might as well have. My toe, without being too graphic, I literally blew it up, okay? There's no nail, there's blood everywhere, and it's just, pfft. I was like, ha, 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 you know? And I don't know what else you can do about that, and I would like to take accountability. I would. At a certain point, when you keep on kicking things over and over again, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, maybe you're the problem, but nay, okay? This one, this one cannot be on me. I was walking, and I don't know where these things come from. I walk through, to and fro, over and over again throughout the course of my day, but somehow, some way, new objects appear, and I punt them. So yeah, I don't know how to walk anymore, and I think... I think they're trying to hurt me. I think they know that, look, I am pretty clumsy. I do kick things often, but I think they're capitalizing on this and trying to make it look like an accident. So again, before you all judge me and say it's just a stub toe, step on a landmine and then you'll know how I feel. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, I always try and center this thing and I never do a good job. Is that it? Is that it? No, both of them are zeros. I just want to succeed. Hey guys, welcome back to Full Circus. My name is Tristan Sartoris, and let me just say this. Italian Tristan has made another rare appearance. Oh, ciao a tutti. So happy to see you. You know, molto felice. Um, yeah, man, I've been looking through my attire because it's it's fall, it's October, and it's Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th, everybody. Do something wild. Do something dangerous with your lives. That's not good advice. I, I rescind that statement, okay? Do not go bungee jumping, or maybe, you know, do. I'm not, I don't want to be liable for that, so I'm going to say, maybe do anything you want, okay? So whatever happens, it's not on me, but I think Halloween and the beauty of Scare is not necessarily about demons and watching the new Saul, but it's more about facing, it's a new twist I've, I've been trying to put on Halloween, is that scaring yourself is more about getting out of your comfort zone, you know? Maybe go somewhere that just feels a little uncomfortable, feels a little tight, you know? Go hang out with some people that you wouldn't normally do because you're like, I just don't know if we mesh well, or pick up an instrument you've been too scared to try. And 
you know, something that I've been scared of is wearing orange shirts. Okay. And I wore one last week in defiance because people have told me, Hey, Tristan, you're not in autumn skin tone. And I don't know what that means. Okay. I know that this is a new trend where people say, Oh, it's about color theory and matching the, the colors and your attire that accentuates all of this. Right. And I didn't get that. And I still don't like when people say you're not in autumn, I hear, Oh, you're not on team autumn. And I go, yes, I am. You know, what do you mean? I can't wear orange because I'm not on team autumn. I'm on team autumn. I'm looking at it like they're a fandom of Twilight. You're like, oh, you team Jack or Edgar or Ed Edwin. I didn't see the movies, okay? But you know what I mean. Like, there was there was these strict fandoms. You got to fall into one box. Like, don't tell me I'm not on Team Autumn. Do not say that I can't wear a certain color. I'm going to wear it. And, you know, I've, I've realized that I, I don't know what I'm talking about. So if anybody knows what that means and if I'm in Autumn or not, please explain to me. And if not, uh... You know, just say I'm in autumn regardless because I'm stubborn and I defy all rules of fashion. I mean, not today. I was I was a bit too scared and I didn't embrace the, the spooky activities as such because I only have orange shirts left. I'm like, oh, I mean, I don't know. Am I still in autumn? I don't know. Just just fall into what is comfortable and casual for me. And that's just not dying. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm going to wear it. I don't even wear a bar. Okay? I'm walking around the past. Um, so that's who I am, man. Sometimes you don't know if you're in autumn. They say, are you spring? You a winter? Are you in autumn? I say, I'm a thigh. Okay. So I wouldn't like to figure that out though. But yeah, I, I've been scared of that, man. Sometimes fashion is worrying. You look at yourself and you just don't know what's going to fit right. What's going to be the right color. There's just too many rules, man. I don't understand rules. I just wear what I wear. But I mean, sometimes like I didn't wear it. Not today. You know, I was like, I don't know what to do. So if you're like me and you're feeling scared, um, go put on those autumn colored clothes and just do it. I wish I would have, but it's too late now because the, you know, the hair's already bagged, the watch were rolled up, the shorts are bagged, all of that. Okay. I'm having freaking pasta for dinner. It's already locked in. So <laughs> I am very excited about it regardless. Trying to get back into my autumn ways. And yeah, do something that's uncomfortable for you. Face your fears this Halloween and embrace it. And, you know, I'll also say it's middle of October already. Does that not suck? Like if you're trying to be in this season, if you're trying to embrace these moments, it's hard when things go by and you feel like it's gone too quick. You just blink. You're like, what the frick? I was trying to feel it. You know, like you wake up on Christmas. It's fun. It's fun. All of a sudden it's nighttime. You're like, it's over. You know, we've been building this thing up for months. I was, I was waiting and now it's gone. You know, and people always say how short life can really be. And I disagree with that sentiment because I think anybody who's ever sat in front of a microwave trying to wait for their ramen noodles or, you know, done a plank knows just how long a minute can be. Okay, seconds take forever if you've ever sat there and really embraced the time. Don't walk away. Don't get sidetracked. Don't go on a different mission. Stay there. Stay present. And you will realize just how excruciatingly long each second is. So I think if you take that philosophy into your life, realistically, I think life should go a lot slower. And that's just a, another quote and statement by me to say, be present in your life. Be a product of the moment. Don't be worrying about other things you got to be doing. What you're doing, you're doing it now, right? And that's what we're doing. So we're doing it. <laughs> and I'm trying to do that more, especially as, as October winds down. And it's hard, man. It's hard because sometimes you get like life happens. You know, you get sidetracked. You do some new things that are, are fun or bad things happen to you. And you stub your toe. And you're like, I don't want to be in this moment. I don't want to be feeling it, man. You just want to talk about Friday the 13th and scary. I'm, I'm, I'm living in a death trap. 
I'm living in a real-life haunted house. It's eerily cold, and there's traps and pranks and a ha-ha slasher whore around every corner. For instance, the day before today, where I just stubbed my toe, I cut my hand on a knife. Now, I know what you're thinking. Now, Tristan, what did you do? You know, he must have been cooking or something. But nay, we know Tristan doesn't cook. You know, surely he didn't cut his hand on a knife while he was making a bowl of cereal, the only meal that he knows how to prepare. So what's the deal? I went into our junk drawer. You know, like a junk drawer where everybody stores their various cords and batteries and pennies and whatnot. We have one. So I go in there to get myself a battery for the remote. And I don't really look at it because I'm thinking, junk drawer, I'm going to find one of these miscellaneous objects easily. Ha! Slice the finger. There's a knife in the drawer. Like, what in the home alone is going on in my house? I think they're really out to get me. This is the horror season. I don't think Halloween and the spooky season should be about murder and blood and real danger. But for some reason, I have fallen into this trap where I am the only one getting injured in this freaking... I don't know. I'm in, the, I'm in Saw. I'm in Saw. I've never saw Saw, but I feel like I'm in Saw. And you see what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on. I'm, I'm being hurt all the time. And, you know, none of it hurts emotionally as, as the fact that I might not be in autumn skin tone. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm going to look into it further and I'll get back to you guys with that. If I show up in, with an orange shirt next week, you'll know we either cracked the case or I faced my fears. And we, we got too stubborn in the face of danger to take care of things. Um, other than that, man, what's going on? I New video, dude. All right. A new Bob's Burgers impressions video. You can watch that somewhere. I'm not even, you know, if it's up, it's up. If not, hey, go find it, right? Um, that was really cool. It was fun to do some, some new stuff. And I'm just trying to branch out of my comfort zone. This is one of those things where you got to face those fears. It's Friday the 13th. Are you not going to step outside of the box a little bit? So, I had a lot of fun doing that. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while, and I just finally got around to it. And I'm happy about it. Um, there should be another video coming pretty soon. I don't know when. I don't want to make any promises, but just know it's very spooky themed. It's fun. It's for the season. And if it's out, it's out. If not, it's not. But I'm trying to get it done, okay? I'm actively pursuing it and working on it as hard as I can, but I'm, I'm a one-man army out here, okay? The arts and the creative projects that I have, it's not easy when you're just one guy. You know, I only got one mouse and I'm clicking around doing the things and I'm recording. I got no help, all right? I don't have anybody, but I'm, I'm making do, okay? Sometimes you just gotta, I don't know. I was looking for another inspirational quote. Like, what what, what should I do, Tristan? What if, In the face of unproductivity and, and scarce of um, help, you know, when you don't have anyone in your corner, what do you do? I don't know, man. I don't know. Or otherwise, I would promise you that the video is out right now, but I can't because I don't know what's going to happen. Um, speaking of facing fears, dude, let's stay on this stuff. Let's stay in the fear. I went to a stand-up comedy show recently, just uh, last weekend. Um, and, you know, because if you've been watching the show for any period of time, my New Year's resolution was to do stand-up comedy at least once, just to get up on stage. And, and that is something that is very, very terrifying to me, okay? I have a lot of anxiety and stage fright with that. And... You know, I went there almost like a recon mission. You know, I'm, I'm in the back and I'm, I'm taking notes down. I was like, okay, this is what you do up on the stage. Okay, when they go to the list, okay, fist bump the MC. Noted, because you don't want to leave them hanging. That's a bad luck. And 
I'm just trying to get a grasp on everything because I'm a preparer, dude. When I go into something, especially if I'm nervous, but even if I'm comfortable, I just like to know when I'm doing it, what I'm doing it, and how I'm going to go about doing it. So I went there as a literal, like, freaking FBI, like, I'm taking everything. I'm writing down notes, and I got a few of them. You know, I was, I was very... <sighs> scared to be there for some reason even just not going on stage is like I feel where I because I know that I'm going to do it I'm like I feel a little uneasy and that's how bad my stage fright is watching someone else do the thing that I'm scared to be doing is already scaring me but I go there I got a few notes to try and help ease my mind one of which was that a lot of these people are great you know and they did a lot of good things but Something that I've learned that I, one of my notes been in, in watching these people is that they bail on the joke very fast, you know, because it's, sometimes you're not always going to get an eruption of laughter. OK, and it's also not a huge room. It's not a theater. It's just a small little comedy club. So a lot of people started doing a joke. and I was like, oh, this is funny. This is funny. They're going through it. They get halfway through the bit. And you're like, yeah, you know what? This isn't funny. This isn't killing this. Freaking, you know, whatever. I don't want to do this. I'm like, hey, oh, stay, stay, stay with it, man. Um, so I'm, I'm keeping that in the back of my brain. I don't like to bail on jokes anyway. Like I will beat a dead horse and then tell a joke. <laughs> no, I, I would, I will, I will beat a joke into a ground if I have to, you know, I'm going to finish it no matter what. But I wanted to really drill that into my mind that it feels like you lose the crowd even more because the whole perception of that is you have to I guess be a little you know confident with it because you're trying to tell your your joke and then if you're like oh if you don't think it's that funny then I, I don't you know if you don't trust your own humor then immediately people start reeling back so you got to be careful with that another one that I learned <laughs> is a lot of them when again they weren't laughing like they were oh, they would attack the crowd Okay, now, I don't know if you've ever tried to bully somebody into having a good time, but people wouldn't be laughing like, you know what, this crowd sucks, man. Like, no, you guys aren't even laughing. You don't even know what good comedy is. Like, oh, you're looking. I, again, I haven't been up on there. I don't have any right to really say what's going to work or what's good or not. But, you know, as an audience member, I am getting a feel for people pulling back. Like, I don't want to laugh anymore. Why are you being mean to me, huh? I was waiting for a new punchline. That's not my fault. So, trying to note it, but. Yeah, it's it's definitely difficult with the I don't anxiety, dude. I don't know where that came from. You know, I have some thoughts I'm like I used to be like any other kid, just, just wild and spontaneous. I'm doing all the things. And, you know, I grew up doing stage plays and, and doing these little things and be in front of people. I would hop on front of a coffee table and just sing for anyone at any point in time. I was just ready. There was no social anxiety or anything like that. No performative nature. I was just ready to do it. Embrace it, because I think. You know, not only was I young, but that was kind of my my passion. And for the longest time, there was a confusion with myself that you're like, why don't these things line up with what I'm comfortable doing? Like everything that I want to do that I feel my soul gravitates to. I'm like, I hate it. You know, I like want to get up on stage and do these things so much. Like it makes me want to cry, but I want it so bad. You know, it's like a creative masochist where my dreams and my love and where I feel fulfilled is so far out of the box of comfortability. I'm like, what the why? Where's the alignment? You know, like, why can't the things I like be within reach? Why do I got to go so far out here that I got to, you know, be like shaking, literally. And I have some theories. I have some hypotheses. And I don't know if they're necessarily true. But when I trace back the origin of when I first started feeling like scared to perform comes back to football, because that was like the first 
you know, performance that I had where I was being like judged on and critiqued and just yelled at. And, and like, I think that's a great way of coaching. I do. I think that's exactly what you need to get the best performance out of your players. And I think it's how you get nice fire and drive and it works. However, I was nine years old. Okay. So I started playing football because I just loved football. I was like, ah, oh, this is so much fun. We're throwing a ball around. We're doing great things. And, and that's how it was for like the first year where the coaches, like no one really cared. We were just literally out there to have fun because you're eight. And moving into like my second year, we got these new coaches. And again, I think it's a great way to coach. It might be just me. You know, I don't know how the other kids have grown up and whether they develop some sort of anxiety later on. But for me, I, I don't think I was just ready for that at nine. So when I would leave, and this is comboed with being homeschooled, where I wasn't facing a lot of judgment. Or, I mean, I was, you know, I would, people was constantly made fun of, but I didn't care. But the f only times that I would leave the house was when I would be yelled at. And so I was like, you got to do the right thing. You're not doing it. You're not fast enough. You're not quick enough. You didn't catch it. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, and it's not the biggest deal. It's not personal. But when someone's just yelling at you and you're nine, you're like, oh, yeah, I suck. What's the problem with me? And it, it really kind of uh, hurt me. So I got so scared to even play football at all. It was like the fun was completely drained out of it. And I started having like anxiety about being on the field in general. Dude, I remember times where um, they would always say stick next to the coaches because they're going to grab you and they're going to throw you into the game. And I knew that. So I would purposely walk so far down the sideline to be at the very end. And I would hear them saying, start towards, start, start, start towards, where, where were you? And I would, be, I would be so far away and they couldn't get to me in time that they'd have to send someone else in. I was having, but the beginning of all my stage fright and whatever, I was like, I just did, I couldn't want to go in. There was a time where... <laughs> I, I can't remember if I knocked the fumble out, but someone fumbled and then I was able to grab the ball in time and we got back on offense. And I was so unsure whether or not I was even doing the right thing because I was scared to be playing. And I got the ball, like it was a great thing that I did, but they were looking for who to celebrate. They say, who did that? Who recovered that fumble? And I was so scared to even be acknowledged. I walked away and didn't even take credit for it, man. I was so, so freaking scared. So they would swear and curse at us. And one time he like punted a ball because he was just so mad and uh, hit me right in the stomach. And I just I was so confused. I just I didn't have that fire yet. And again, I don't know if that was the coach's fault. Like to be through the credit, we never lost a game like these coaches that were just so mad and aggressive. We won. We won the championship like every year in a row. So it clearly works. But. To what extent? I don't know. I don't want to blame them because I don't know for 1000% sure if it was their fault. But I do like, you know, coaches, if you're watching, what are you doing? You know, like if you sign up to coach a little league team, are you there because you care about the kids and you want to like nurture them and mentor them? Like, hey, this is about the discipline and making sure you're putting in the hard work or they're like trying to reclaim some glory days. Like, okay, wide receiver, reverse, gate, do bomb. Like it was so serious. And, you know, I'm, I'm not the serious guy. We know this already, but especially at nine years old, like I love to compete now. And, and I did, I just, I wasn't ready to be aggressive and, and angry about it yet. And a lot of times I look back at that too. And I remember them like always saying my name wrong. Oh, Sartorius, 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 what? I'm like, what the frick? And I think maybe, okay, psychologically, they were trying to get in my head and go, hey, you want us to say your name right? Play better. But again, these tricks of aggression and psychological warfare don't work on someone who's not at that point yet. So what they might have been doing is say, hey, you know, you want to play better. You want to get to acknowledge you want to be important. I'm like, hey, 
you know, my name is on the back of my jersey. You know, I just don't think you can read right, you know. Or they would they would headbutt us and like without a helmet on, they like I had a helmet, but they didn't, and they would they would headbutt us and try, yo, get up, get into the game. And I'm like, oh, maybe this isn't this is why you can't read that good, you know? Like I felt like I was just on a different wavelength because I just wasn't there yet. So it definitely was tough. Again, comboed with homeschooled. Again, comboed with homeschooled where I never left the house. And the only time I did, people were saying, hey, you're not great. You're not the best. And like, oh, okay. I don't, I don't like this feeling. Um, so yeah, I, it was definitely tough. And that's when I feel like that started. Especially, and also like you're getting older, like 9, 10, 11, like those preteen kind of eras where you start realizing that maybe the world could be judging you. So it was just a whole group of things. And I had such a, like any kid, just a poor performance. Like I need to be in front of people. I want to do this. And that like shrunk down really quick. <laughs> and I would exaggerate injuries, dude. If I got hurt or just like a little bit, like if I stubbed my toe but it didn't explode, I'd be like, oh man, I just don't know if I can practice. I'm sorry, dad. And I'm like, hey, you know, it's okay. I know you really want to play. I'm like, yeah, I do. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. I was so happy to be hurt or even the kind of faking injury just to not have to go, man. And it was tough. But yeah, so that's where it started. You know, it wasn't like the cause of everything, but there was like this, this sparking moment, like 9, 10. And then it carried because I didn't ever leave the house again. You know, I never went back Friday the 13th, face your fears. I never tried to be an autumn. I never tried to stay stubborn and just face, you know, those uncomfortable truths. So I had this experience for years playing football and I got so nervous and scared of, of performing and, and that feeling of people telling me like, oh, you're bad. You're not doing a ride. You're because you're the problem. I'm like, oh, I don't want to run until I puke. Um, and I didn't face that again until I was like, 17, you know, freaking like six years plus went by and I started taking acting classes. So you don't leave or do anything uncomfortable for so long. It comes back to bite you. You know what I mean? So what went from this kid who was just so excited to be in front of people went to like, oh, like I want to do it. But now I'm, I'm just so anxious. So I would get in front and here in acting classes, and especially when I went to college, I would visibly be shaking. And I don't know if you've ever tried to do a, like a comedic skit or a play and go, yeah, so anyways, what are you doing? The, like I would be shaking and sweating and trembling. Like there was just, it wasn't just regular fear. Like, oh, I'm a little nervous to get up there. Like there was dread and terror, man. And it took me a long time to overcome that. Like I've, I've, I've claimed, I've reclaimed a lot of my inner child, you know, like these doors I've been trying to kick down, you know, doing this podcast is one of them. It's something that you might fear or I would have feared. And I did like the fear of judgment or like I'm not performing or doing it right. It was the podcast and then going into more theater acting and I could do monologues and I could do plays and I I can stand up in front of a lot of people and cameras and do commercials or I can do voiceover and get in a call with directors. And I can, you know, these things were very anxiety inducing. It was very hard for me to do, but I've just been constantly trying to kick some doors down, man. And it's so difficult for like the past five years or so. I've just been trying to get it back. You know, you like, you know, you have something. I just want to, it's mine, man. I don't know if this is necessarily funny, but we're sticking with the theme of Friday the 13th and facing your fears. And those are what my fears have been for so long. And the last one, go back to stand up comedy. That is kind of the last thing that has just been standing in my way. Do I want to be a stand up comedian? Is that like the professional goal and dream? No. Right. But I know that I'm still terrified, like that part of me that built up so much anxiety and social anxiety, I couldn't talk to people, I couldn't get in front of anything and, you know, and be me anymore. That's like that last door 
that I just know I need to kick down. Okay, now I don't really care if they're going to boo or whatever, but I know I need to get up there and do it. Okay, that is what facing your fears is all about. Like everyone always says, have the confidence of a lion, you know, this big, strong creature. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I think you should have the confidence of a child, of a toddler, dude, because kids, you know, you don't worry about judgment in that same way. Like it's before, it's literally just for the excitement and the fun of doing the things you want to do. That's the coolest part. So, you know, as adults and, and not just like performance, but everything, you know, there's anxiety. And I don't know if I want to post this on Instagram because people might not think it's cool. I might not get the likes I want. Or, you know, I don't know if I want to start this business. I have this good idea about how are people going to react or I don't want to wear this thing because I don't know if I'm in autumn yet. You know, the kid doesn't think about that. The kid doesn't think about that. He just goes, hey, you know, I'm going to make a lemonade stand. Why? Just because. Do I care if I'm going to make money or if people make fun? No, I'm going to do it. He has a new joke or a story he wants to tell. Does he worry if the crowd's going to love it? No, he just says it because he thinks it's funny and he does it and he goes along his way. They could boo, but it doesn't matter. If he makes a drawing and the mom says it's not that great, he says, I don't care. Put it up on the fridge because that's where it belongs. That's the confidence of a child, man. If the kids see something on the rack, it's a nice fun shirt and people say, hey, kid, you're not in autumn. He says, I don't know what that means. I'm going to wear it anyway. That's what we need to be doing, man. And again, it's not just in the creative arts. It's definitely easier with artistic things and, and performance based because you can fall into the trap of it being like only about reception. You're like, oh, I'm getting on stage because I'm so arrogant and egotistical that I think I have something so funny to say and you're relying purely on the laughs. And that's kind of the gauge of success or doing something commercials or voiceover or a podcast. Like it's, it, it almost becomes all about the audience and it shouldn't be, you know, you should be doing these things just because, just because dude, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of confidence. As a child, you do it for the pure fun of it. So am I going to be a professional stand-up comedian? Is that something I want to do for the rest of my life? No. All right. Am I going to be successful at it? Probably not. But I want to do it just because it sounds fun and also because I'm scared and petrified of getting up there. So that's what I say to you guys, dude. Have the confidence of a child. You've got a business, an idea, a clothing, a joke, a store, something you want to be doing, man, and you're too scared to get out and do it. You got to be in that mindset of nobody's going to tell me what I can't do, including me. Okay, you got to look yourself in the eyes and say, you're not the boss of me, me. Okay, I tell us what we can't do, you know? Like, I just don't want to do something, not because I don't think I'm capable of it, but because I think other people might not think I'm capable of it, if that makes sense. You know, I just want to be me, man, you know, and that's all it is. And I still know there's parts of my soul out there that I just need to get back. Right. And whether that's the fault of football or homeschool or whatever brain chemistry just fell into place. And I started getting social anxiety and shaking and quivering. Like I just want to throw up after every single acting class. I would go down to the bottom of the college. and I would go into the bathrooms and I would lean over the toilet and I almost throw up. I was so queasy, like just true, genuine fear. Talk about the season. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the message here. Not only like face your fears, but also just in all things, not just performance, but you got a cool idea, cool business, a nice autumn shirt, you know, go out there and start tackling things with the confidence of a toddler. Now, I didn't mean for this to be so motivational. Somebody can clip this. If you got a keynote coming up, you know, take this whole clip, put some music behind it and, you know, sell some freaking tickets, you know, <laughs> but it really is something I've just been trying to battle, something I've been trying to overcome and it's tough. It is. But so not only that, but I also said as a New Year's resolution, because I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I don't know when. I know that it's going to happen because you got to keep on kicking doors now, baby. All right. There's a door shut to my childhood exuberance that I have yet to crack open. Okay. I got my foot in the door. And it's up to me to kind of shove it. It's like, hey, this is a break in. Stick them up. 
I'm here for me. Nailed me. If that, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. You guys, it's all, you know, metaphorical anyway. I'm, I got me. Um, so anyways, yeah, guys, I think that's all I have to talk about. There wasn't a ton of jokes, but maybe we got a little bit more backstory, a little bit of interest in what really makes me, me. Or people, people, you know, dissect that, figure that out in your own time. Who you are and who you want to be in this world, man. But yeah, I think that's, that's just about everything. Um, embrace the season, take a moment of patience and, and kind of focus on what you're doing. Knock some doors down on uncomfortable fears, whatever it may be. You want to start a business? Go do that. You know, you want to introduce yourself to some new people, but you feel scared to just take leaps. You want to grab those new instruments, you know, go after it. Just start doing it. Start tackling things that are scary. That's what the season's about. Halloween is not just about ghouls and goblins. Sometimes you look under your bed and you see your football coaches. <laughs> you know, sometimes you see your just normal fears. So go after and tackle them. That's the beauty. It's the twist that I'm making. So start introducing this. I mean, years, people go, oh, you know, the little new thing we're talking about Halloween is facing your real life fears and they don't know where the origin is. Bring it back. You know that it started here. That's a new fear of mine. People aren't going to give me credit for these genius ideas. But anyways, get out there. Yeah, get out there, guys. Be you. If not you, then who? You know, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to be you. If so, why not you? Um, but yeah, that's just about everything I got to say. I'm just trying to live and love and embrace this season. I got this freaking candle, by the way, dude. And this is another one of my fears is I don't really know how to light candles that well. If you can see, this is black. It's burnt up. Like, I... I know it sounds like a very simple procedure, but uh, you invite me over to your birthday party and you're like, hey, light the candles. I'll introduce you to the fire department. I don't know why it's so difficult, but I'm trying to get in there. I burnt all the hair off my knuckles. I made fires and it's just it's a problem for me. You know, like I've had this candle for about six years and it's still here because I just can't get it. If that's not saying enough. Um, so that's another thing that I'm going to try and tackle this season. Hopefully by this Halloween for the Halloween special, I'm just going to have loads of candles and you say, how do they light those? And hopefully I won't say I hired a professional. I'll be able to look at you guys in the eye and say, hey, I did that. I faced <laughs> those uncomfortable truths. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been a thousand with... Um, I don't know. I don't know if the Italians are giving out super motivational advice like I do. I don't know if that was motivational at all, but it was inspiring to me. And sometimes that's what life is all about. It's just looking yourself in the podcast camera and telling yourself, you've got to get up there and do it. So, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get up there and I'm going to have to do some more recon probably and then hone and polish some some comedic bits and, and just drive something home because I don't want to get up there and tell a motivational story like I, I did now. You know, I don't know if that's going to win the crowd over. They might go, yeah. Like that's I yeah cool I love the energy maybe laugh throw a chuckle my way and you know I'll have to get something more punchlines but <laughs> guys thank you so much for hanging out here with me happy Friday the thirteenth stay spooky stay uncomfortable get some pumpkins oh dude um, if you guys want to submit not necessarily a question I mean you can if you want but uh, tell me what you guys are going for Halloween let's talk about that a little bit because I don't know. I, I conquered last year, I did Ace Ventura, and that was something I've been meaning to do for the longest time, and I don't know what to do. Right now, I'm thinking Ghostbusters, I'm thinking uh, Ricky Vaughn from Major League, and I'm thinking, uh, what's his face, from Stranger Things, uh, Steve, ha, there it is. So I'm thinking of a few ideas, we'll see what we can get, maybe I'll just go as uh, a guy facing his fears, and I'll just come in all orange. Mm. 
Big pumpkin. So anyways, guys, thank you so much. I will see you, and it's time for me to limp on home. Bye-bye. <laughs>